0: so here we go then uh, for a second time we now have five lights it's lights out and away we go you're right crofty we're back yes the five lights podcast is back we've had a hell of a hiatus quite a long time Singapore was the last podcast we did but we're back now and there's been a few changes, but we'll go through that in a moment. In this podcast, we're going to look forward to the 2016 season, and there is a lot to look forward to. We've got the new rules, we've got new teams, new drivers, but we've got something else to explain first. We'll get into that in the second. Grofty, I'll hand it back to you. It's lights out, and away we go! Yes. New podcast is here. It has been a while, as I said, Singapore was the last podcast we did, but we are back. And I say we, it's because I'm so used to saying we. Unfortunately, Ben isn't with us in this podcast, it's just going to be me, Dan, holding the fort for now. But Ben is welcome back anytime, he knows that he is listening and he can come back whenever he likes. And we'd all like to see his technical insight back. But a few notes on what's changed with the podcast. The main reason we took such a long hiatus was time, so there have been a few changes. The main thing is We've cut down from a 45-minute to over an hour podcast to just 10 minutes. And a strict 10 minutes at that. We're going to keep it to a strict 10 minutes and uh, watch as I now run over 10 minutes in the first episode. But hopefully we'll keep to a strict 10 minutes. With time, the website unfortunately has gone, but we're going to run everything through Facebook and Twitter. And I want it to be more of a conversation between F1 fans. So I will be posting on there regular updates about the podcast and some stories and points of view and I want you all guys to get involved and talk to us about it talk to me about it and we'll have an F1 based chat so the website's gone it's going to be run through Facebook and Twitter the podcast is now called The Five Lights Podcast F-I-V-E, not the number 5 so it's The Five Lights Podcast you can find it on SoundCloud and on iTunes we're on Facebook and Twitter and we're 10 minutes they're the main changes the other things you'll pick up along the way so let's get in to the first podcast of the season as i said we're looking ahead to the 2016 season very exciting can lewis hold on to his title will rosberg challenge or will vettel come through so first of all we'll go through the grid not many changes in the driver lineup as we sort of we know there is one new team we'll get to them in a moment we've had eight days of testing in spain what has that shown us well let's see so we've got mercedes we've got lewis hamilton and Nico rosberg coming back lewis hamilton reigning world champion looking hot Rossberg actually looking pretty good in pre-season testing, putting down the faster of the laps uh, and putting in a few more laps, I believe, as well. The main thing that sticks out for me with Mercedes is the incredible reliability. Just There's no stopping them. The car looks infallible. They had one minor stoppage, which was a minor gearbox issue with Lewis Hamilton on the final day, and that was it. So they look like they're going to be running and running and running and running forever, and they still look very, very quick and very hard to beat. Ferrari, who by far have the best looking car of 2016 in my opinion anyway the livery looks amazing they've still got Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen has come back even after all the talk about whether he'd stay in Formula 1 or not he is back Uh, they finished fastest after testing Sebastian Vettel putting in the fastest time so they've got pace there testing is a little bit of a sandbagging event though we don't know what fuel loads we've got so they could be quick We think they're going to be up with Mercedes. Can Vettel challenge Lewis Hamilton for the world title? Let's see. In third down the line, we've got Williams, who still look really, really quick. They look like they followed on from last year, but most importantly, they've got this new suspension system, which looks like they're going to be competitive in in mixed conditions, which was their biggest problem over the last couple of years. As soon as any sort of rain came in or wind, Williams were out of it. So hopefully this new suspension will have fixed that. Red Bull Racing of back Daniel Ricciardo and Danny Kvyat, a very popular driver lineup, two very strong drivers. Uh, they appear to have kissed and made up with F1. They don't look like they're, they're threatening to leave anytime soon. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, they're still not really where they were back in 2014. They don't look anywhere near as fast as that, but they could be amongst the top three. I'm expecting plenty of podiums from them this year. Force India look to have uh, continued where they left off at the air tail end of last year, where they look very, very pacey indeed, challenging the Williams at some races. They've got two very talented drivers as well, with Sergio Perez and Nico Hulkenberg. Hopefully, in the first race of the season, we'll not hear about Nico Hulkenberg winning Le Mans, because we heard enough about it last year. Let's forget about that. He's back in Formula 1 now. So let's hear about what he's doing in Formula 1. Can Force India challenge for some podiums? I certainly think so. Toro Rosso. Bring back uh, the young duo of Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz Jr., two very exciting drivers. Looking forward to seeing how Max Verstappen has progressed over the winter break to see if he's as hot as he was last year. Uh, and they're looking good with the Ferrari's 2015 power unit, they made the best of that. I like their livery too, the car's looking very, very nice indeed. Uh, and I expect to see them challenging Force India Williams actually. And Red Bull may not be the number one team in that duo anymore. Toro Rosso may be looking to overtake and take that crown. Uh, onto to Sauber, they've got Marcus Eriksson and Felipe Nasr, and actually going into Melbourne, they've actually got a definitive driver lineup, uh, which is a change from last year, uh, which is good news. They're going to want to avoid all the controversies that surrounded them at the beginning of last year, which they seem to have done, uh, and can they keep up? That's the biggest thing for them. They started off really fast in the first few races, but then tailed off when they couldn't keep up with development, so it's interesting to see how they'll be able to keep up. McLaren. We usually sort of put them at the front three, but they're all the way down behind Sauber. Fernando Alonso and Jensen Button. Yet again, could this be their last hurrah for these two drivers? It probably proves to be so. They looked good during week one of testing, but then those reliability issues began to creep in again in week two. Both drivers insist they are better placed than last year, but that's not really really difficult, is it? I mean, they were terrible last year, so hopefully they can finish more races and, and push through at the front again. We want to see McLaren fighting for world championships. Uh, the first of the new boys, Haas, uh, with Roman Grosjean and Esteban Gutierrez, two drivers who've driven in Formula One before. Esteban Gutierrez, of course, was Ferrari's test driver for a long, long time. Uh, Roman Grosjean, a very popular driver, a lot better. Uh, he's not got Pastor Maldonado alongside him this time, so he should shine again. Um, for a new team, they look strong, uh, will not probably be as far back as the likes of Caterham and Virgin were when they came in. Formula 1's moved on a lot and they've got a lot of pedigree has so let's see it's exciting to see how the American team can can evolve into F1 then we've got a name change uh, for manor racing who bring two new drivers in in pascal verline and rio haryanto they appear to have closed the gap and extended a sort of midfield now they're not so they're not so far back they're not back markers as such anymore there just seems to be one massive midfield verline looks very strong and a future star he looks very very good indeed a future match for stappen potentially and haryanto has up to tw- 250 million people in indonesia watching how he's going to do in the world of f1 And Bernie will also be interested to see how Rio Haryanto does, because that's tapping into a market of 250 million potential fans for Formula 1. So, no pressure, Rio. Uh, Renault. The last of the teams making up the eleven teams they've come back a rebirth from the failure that was lotus uh, with all the money problems they had kevin magnusson returns back into f1 after his uh, his little race there with uh, mclaren and Jolyon palmer makes his formula one debut after being a test driver for lotus for so long two fresh-faced young drivers it'd be interesting to see how they get along so that's the teams and now we have the calendar we've got australia bahrain china russia spain monaco canada and then we've got the European races returned. Then it's Baku in Azerbaijan, apparently the fastest street circuit in the world. So it's interesting to see how that's gonna be. This the circuit doesn't particularly look very exciting, but we'll have to wait and see when we get there. Then we've got Austria, Britain, Hungary, Germany is back. That's good to see. We'd like to have Germany back, and it's at Hockenheim this time. Then we go to Belgium, Italy, Singapore, Malaysia, Japan, USA, Mexico, Brazil, and finishing off as always in Abu Dhabi. Now I'm gonna bring you my five biggest changes coming into 2016. This podcast already looks like it's going to go over the 10 minutes but it's the first one so I'll let myself off for this one. So going in to see the biggest changes in 2016. The five biggest changes for me, first one being the tyres. One of the biggest changes is with the tyre allocation. Firstly, Privelli have introduced a new ultra soft tyre to the lineup, which is marked with a purple ring so look out for those. Secondly, drivers will now have three rather than two of their five dry weather tyre compounds available at each event. Drivers will be allocated two sets of tyres for the race, only one of which must be used, and one set which can only be used in Q3, the softest of the chosen three compounds. Each driver will then be able to choose ten further sets of tyres from the three compounds to take to their weekend allocation of 13. So, we could potentially see a whole range of different strategies. Confused? Well, fear not check out chain bear f1's video explaining it all on youtube i've also put a link in the show notes as well qualifying has changed probably one of the only things that didn't need revising but the fia have decided to tweak quali to introduce a new Im- Im- elimination style system excuse me there will still be q1 q2 and q3 But there is a twist, Q1 will now be 16 minutes and after 7 minutes the slowest driver is eliminated and then a further 6 will be eliminated every 90 seconds. Q2 will be 15 minutes long and after 6 minutes again the slowest driver is eliminated and so on every 90 seconds until 8 drivers remain. Q3 will be 14 minutes, after 5 minutes guess what? The slowest driver is eliminated and so on every 90 seconds until two drivers are left to duel it out for the final 1 minute and 30 seconds. In each session, the final elimination will occur at the checkered flag rather than when the time is up. Got it? As much as I like the old style of quality, I'm actually looking forward to this. And hopefully it will encourage more drivers out on the track and will make grids a little bit more of a mix-up. Car noise is the other thing that has changed. While I have said in the past that I don't mind the new noise of F1, the guys running the show are looking to turn up the volume somewhat. Cars will now feature a new exhaust layout. Teams must now use separate exhaust pipes for the turbine and wastegate rather than a single exhaust used in 2015. The rules allow for the option of using a twin pipe for the wastegate, though any exit must not be more than 100mm from the main pipe. And I've actually got a comparison of the Ferrari in 2015 and 2016, so. Here's 2015's Ferrari and now here's 2016's Ferrari from testing Can you tell the difference? No, me neither. Uh, The power unit allowance has also gone up with the number of races increasing from 19 to 21 this year. The number of power units each driver is allowed to use over the course of the session has increased from 4 to 5. Consequently, the grid penalties will only kick in when each driver uses the sixth of any one of the six disparate power unit elements. that makes sense. So, you only get a penalty after using the sixth one. Then, the final change. Not really a change on the track. I'll give you a clue to where you can find more of those in a moment. The last change for me is Channel Four will now be broadcasting the free-to-air coverage in the UK, following the BBC's continuing budget cuts. A few members of the BBC team have migrated across, including Eddie Jordan, Lee McKenzie, Ben Edwards, and David Coulthard, who will be leading the coverage alongside Welsh presenter Steve Jones. Also on the team are former Sky Sports F1 analyst analyst. I can't even say it. Analysts Karen Chandock and Bruno Senna, alongside Mark Webber, Susie Wolfe Nick Hamilton, Alan Pross, and commentary legend Murray Walker. It was announced that Alex Zanardi would also be part of the team. However, he recently tweeted, Sorry guys, no hard feelings, but I never agreed to be part of this team, and I won't be in it. That is all. Oh dear. Well, at least they're keeping the chain as the theme, which is a great decision. They've got 10 live races on Channel 4. You can see every single live race if you subscribe to Sky and get Sky Sports F1 channel. A full list of changes can be found at www.formula1.com. So if you want to read more about the radio changes and a few other technical changes, head over there and you can find out more there. So that is it for the very first Five Lights podcast back for the 2016 season. Sorry we've taken such a long break and I hope you will stick with us. I hope this podcast has whetted your appetite for the 2016 season. We will be back. We will be back. I will be back we've got to stop saying we, it's just me now just me on my own, I will be back for a run up to Australia Melbourne, one of my favourite races, we'll be looking ahead and picking out 5 points to look out for in the first Grand Prix of the season until then, keep uh, looking at the website, keep looking at the Facebook page even, we haven't got a website anymore got to get used to these changes, keep looking at the Facebook page for some news, keep going on there to chat chat with us on Twitter as well and keep watching out for new podcasts, so See you later, and... It's lights out, and away we go! Cheers, Crofty.